Welcome to the Digiday Podcast. I'm Brian Marcy. And today I'm joined by Tammy Winkup. Tammy is the president of Protocol, which is a new tech publication, which is from the publishers of Politico. Tammy, welcome. Thank you. It's great so, to be here. Thanks for coming in. So explain a little bit. This is not the Politico for tech. It is not. Okay. Um, we are super excited uh, to have launched Protocol yesterday. And it is coming from the publisher of Politico, Robert Albritton. Uh, but it has a very, very different focus. And so, you know, I, I love to dive into kind yeah. of what, you know, what are those what are those pieces? You know, we are focused exclusively on technology, on the people, the power, and the politics of technology. And, you know, this idea was generated by Robert over a year ago and really made a decision to actually make it a separate entity, mm-hmm. bring a separate leadership team in, have a different ethos and focus, but build on, you know, the the spectacular reputation and the spectacular journey that Politico has had and that we are really lucky to kind of be able to build on that brand. But it's a, it's a separate view on the world and yeah. it's a separate audience. So explain why that even matters, like that it's not just a spinoff from Politico. Because there's, look, there's a lot of advantages to having a new publication that comes out of, of a publication with a, with a reputation, um, track record, and, and a lot of other um, things going for it. Absolutely. So, so why does it, I don't know, why does it make sense to be like, this is a different company well, I get the I mean, best I, of both. I get the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. I have the ability to um, to look at the amazing track record and the amazing kind of story that Politico has built. Yeah. Um, and some of that DNA, I absolutely hope to replicate. I but think. you're not like recreating like the technology stack and all this stuff, right? I mean, media's hard already, but why, 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 why would anyone duplicate this stuff? Well, I think some of the pieces, the best look. I come from an industry that says you you take the best of what others have and you build upon it. And some of that tech stack is just absolutely brilliant. And others, you know, it was, um, you know, it's a 13-year-old company. We're yeah. new. So we're looking at tools and, and opportunities and, frankly, services down the road that we're going to be able to build on. Okay. I think that that is actually, you know, as, frankly, an entrepreneur in this um, that's actually really exciting to be able to be told that you can, you know, you can build using all of the muscle memory of being building a really successful digital media company at Politico and then go and actually focus on a new audience okay. that, that I know. So just to, to stay on this for a little bit, the structure thing. So it's not like the editorial team is different, but then all the other services are the exact same from Politico. Like, it's not like a shared sales force. Correct. Nothing is shared. We're Nothing building is shared. a business. Uh, and there's, there's some- more advantages because there are a lot of dis- I mean, look, media is, you know, particularly, you know, subscale media, um, you know, that eats into all the margins. I, right. You know this. I do. I do. <laughs> so explain why it's worth recreating a lot of stuff. I get that 13 years old and maybe some of the, the yeah. ad tech stacks not the best at this point because there's just a lot of stuff. Well, they've invested a lot in it. So I, I believe that there's this top notch. And look, my sense is that we will we will use a lot okay. of what they have from a best practices perspective. Um I think you actually have to start not with, uh, you know, not with the operation itself. You actually have to start, I believe, with what we're trying to accomplish, 
which is the business and tech community. That insider community is very, very different than a politics and policy insider community. Uh, what they care about, what they want to read every day, it's a very business and industry-focused piece. Um, and so, you know, my belief is that a vision of what you want to accomplish has to start with that and then build both the editorial side mm-hmm. and the business side for the audience and customer. You know, I come from the tech world and I come with a viewpoint that you have to start with your customer and your audience first and then build the the editorial, the content and the services that you want for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of that is a playbook that Politico has and has deployed wildly successfully. And, uh, you know, we will we will take that and try and do the same. But there are pieces of it that a technology executive actually wants different. So you say a technology executive. Yeah. Do you mean an executive at a technology company or an executive at a non-quote-unquote technology company that is dealing with the after effects of technology, which is every executive? Absolutely. That is precisely why we know the moment is right for a new publication specifically Mm -hmm. on tech. You you just nailed it right there. Is that the intersection, it is no longer my adult lifetime, having spent a, a good chunk of my career in technology, it has changed, to your point, Brian, of being an industry vertical. Yeah. Called technology. It's a horizontal story. To truly infiltrating and being a part in a matrix organization of other industries, right? So having come from fintech or edtech, you look at health tech. And so we actually really feel like there's a gap of where we can go in terms of bridging this kind of tech and and mainstream industries. Um, And and again, from my viewpoint, um, you know, there are two bookends of what's out there right now. There is, uh, you know, if you're a business either attack on enterprise and consumer tech or you're in a big vertical as a leader trying to innovate with tech and you're trying to figure out on a daily basis what's going on, you either have things that are written for a mass audience for which on the topics that I care about, on, on AI and 5G and quantum and what's going to happen in fintech in terms of payment services and things like that, you don't get the depth necessarily that you need to actually make decisions for your business. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, having come from venture-backed businesses, it was very, very difficult if you weren't a unicorn or if you're not you know, a fang company to actually find yourself being talked about in the media um, unless you're raising money or unless you are announcing some widget. Okay. Um, and so... So it's not going to be product-driven. Obviously, there's a lot of quote-unquote technology publications that over the years were really venture capital um, publications. Correct. Um, there's no shortage of, of people writing about the latest AirPods or whatever. Um, so you're going to leave that aside. Um, and obviously, technology is now... I think it's it's sort of moved into a few different. I mean, it's obviously it's a horizontal story within the the, the changing nature of all industries um, on the business side, and then there's there's society angle, um, and then obviously the government angle, which um, I know you're still going to be covering. Absolutely, has a great yeah. intersection, uh, you know, with with Politico on that piece, and I think you'll you know you'll see us yeah. kind of. Be so there's overlap. Inter- there's like, absolutely I mean, overlap. I, you know, like the the article about California privacy law and and people scrambling yeah. to try to get it rewritten. I mean, that could easily be in Politico. Right. I think it's interesting. Like that's a perfect story. Or even if you look at um, Linda's stories yesterday around ethicists in Salesforce, right? Um, I think that's a 
Well, first, let's talk about the policy piece that you yeah. brought up, right? Th- that's a story that has policy implications, has, you know, state implications. I think the story was very much, um, you know, could be seen on, on in either publication, mm-hmm. potentially. I think what's fascinating about some of the stories that you saw yesterday on our launch day, like Linda's story and Ethicist, is, um, you know, those are thorny topics. Yeah. Those are not bullet point topics. Those are... But you do bullet points, too. We, we do occasionally. Bulletins. I like those. Um, you know, that, that's a story that Mark Benioff retweeted yesterday. And it, you know, it was a story about Salesforce, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, it's a tricky issue. And I think that that's, that's the point on tech right now. Tech is no longer in its infancy where we have the promise of kind of all it could, you know, could be. It is a full-blown adult and it's, it's messy, and I think to talk about, you know, we, we have to actually go into some of these details around the people, um, around the politics, because suddenly it's a mature, quote unquote, mm-hmm. power center that's having unintended consequences that, of course it is. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's where it is. But, but we want to actually, we want to hang in those issues and, 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 right. and cover them in depth. And you saw the gaps, I guess, because I think when you came out, um, Obviously, a lot of people say, oh, there's a lot of tech publications, and I yeah. understand that. And honestly, a lot of the stuff I just ignore because it's like, it depends on how you execute, like, really. Like, I mean, there's always room for a new media brand, I feel like. I, don't, I can't think of an area where there isn't room for one. You just have to do it better right. at the end of the day. I mean, you have to have a different lens. So the lens that Protocol is bringing to this massive issue, like, how would you sum it up? Yeah. I think it's about audience focus and scope. Um, we're not writing for everyone. Right. Just like Politico doesn't write or, you know, is, is really focused on the decision makers. Now, if I'm a decision maker in a C-suite, mm-hmm. um, you know. But are you trying to I mean, explain that a little bit? Yeah. So you're, are you, are you writing to help them do their jobs better or are you helping them sort of unpack these gigantic, thorny, um, societal, governmental, yeah. like, uh, issues. My belief is that if we do that second one right, you are helping them do their job better. Particularly if you're if you're taking um, if you're taking topics and not just giving them cursory looks. So, for example, the, today we we launched a new product called Brain Trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question of the week, where we go out and actually ask experts around that topic. Um, that is actually really important because at the end of the day, technology is not just about the product, right? It's about the people making decisions in terms yeah. of that. And the breadth of that conversation, if you're sitting in a thin services company or a healthcare company um, and you're trying to deal with how am I going to use AI to better, uh, you know, to better look at an issue in the house, you don't necessarily have that network. And so how does protocol bring that network to you in a way that's not a cursory kind of two lines trying to define AI? So our goal is to, in our newsletter and source code, to be able to have that daily actionable kind of start my day knowing at the big level, at the high level, what's going on. But then to be able to find those in-depth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those in-depth conversations, which I think you'll see, uh, you'll see us have as well. So you, you didn't come from Politico. You didn't come from the media side. You came from the tech industry, right? I did. Um, and then you ended this crazy, I mean, why would you go home to the media industry? This is a crazy decision. Explain this. Uh, what did you see? I mean, because I think it's interesting people, um, there's a lot of advantages to coming in with fresh eyes to an industry. And I think a lot of people, you know, they think they sort of, 
they know media because media is like very tangible, I think, on one level. But yeah. then up close, it's like, wow, a lot of this doesn't make sense. Right. Um, or was it not that way? <laughs> well, I'll tell you soon, right? <laughs> uh, you haven't been to Cannes yet. Until you get there. <laughs> I can't then, wait. Then you will officially say none of this makes sense. <laughs> you know, look, I think there are lots of things, both personally and professionally, that are appealing. First is, um, you know, I am, I am a early stage junkie. Right. Mm-hmm. I love building. Um, I think that, that, you know, that one of the most exciting times is actually the ability, which is why working with Robert and working with this team of actually saying, hey, look, like well, you have a very patient investor and saying, hey, we want to do this right. And we don't need to do it for the masses. We don't need to do it for eyeballs. What we need to do it is to actually really offer value to business and tech executives. That's really appealing. I think the second is that um, I think this is a moment in tech that actually needs, uh, you know, a new brand and needs mm-hmm. a new uh, focus on just that. That's not trying to cover kind of all things, but is really, really focused on that topic. Um, and candidly, uh, while I know that there are and have just such great respect for what Tim and the editorial side is building, I know there's a real need. And what we're hearing from partners and everything like that is that there's a real desire to actually have people that want to really understand what is needed, not just from an editorial side, but what's needed from a product and services side for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I know, right? I, I was the reader desperately seeking a one-stop shop. I was the executive trying to make decisions about trying to find out what, what to, how to look around corners and looking for places to go on that. Um, and candidly, you know, media shops are technology shops now too. Yeah. Um, and figuring out how to deploy that. Now, my belief is that the bar is high in technology. When you cover technology, uh, your reader actually wants you to not just be interested in tech. They actually want to know that you actually understand how to push software in an agile environment, that you actually understand the challenges of, you know, OPEX on the back end of figuring this out. And so I think it's been very easy for us. Um, you know, I think there's been a pendulum swing from kind of this pro to anti-tech. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the differentiations that we come in with it, which which yeah. Politico has on the policy and political side too, right? Which is to not so you want to be to in not the see middle. the backlash because I mean I think you know media often you know swings like very far like yes. in an, and I don't want to talk about tech publications too broadly, but um, you know there was a time there was a lot of cheerleading going on exactly, and um, it's you know, the sort of congrats Twitter for, for raising rounds of money, which is always very strange because it's just taking out a big loan, really. Um, but then it's sort of swung to a point where, um, you know, a lot of times you're reading stuff and it's like, wow, these, these tech companies are now, they're now tobacco companies. Um, and so obviously things normalize, I guess, in the middle. But I guess overall, and I know, you know, Tim Grieve is doing the editorial side, but the lens is trying to get into that sort of middle place. I mean, look, Politico, I know when they like, and I know it's not Politico, but when they chart like where people are, some people put it, they're like, oh, it's right wing. Some people say it's left wing, um, you know. Uh, but the idea is... The fact that they don't know is exactly what right. I hope that you'll be able to say about protocol. My belief and having come from it, look, I think it's a huge testament that we have some great DNA of our team that has come from Politico. I think that what you actually see with, you know, with folks like me coming in is that 
we're willing to actually look and say, hey, how do we mirror the industry? And the skill sets that we need to bring yeah. in is not just, you know, from there. Um, but I hope that, Brian, that when I'm back mm-hmm. in a year, okay. that you'll be able to say, hey, you know what? Some days you probably really pissed off technology companies. And other days you actually enlighten them in terms of what they were thinking about. And other days you were an advocate when, frankly, the backlash on unintended consequences happens in every mature power center. Right. Um, if you look at fin services and, you know, yeah. that power center, if you look at politics and policy, our belief is that we actually have to start looking at tech as a power center, which means that you have to be able to sit in the middle. And having on the flip side from where I come from, having raised money, having been in venture capital and, and a stop along the way in private equity is you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to raise money to actually get someone to want to talk about what you're doing. Yeah. So let's talk about the business model, um, because I think I, I'm guessing that a lot of the playbook of Politico is going to be um, applied here. But I'd like to hear um, your take on that. Yeah. Look, they've had a really successful playbook being their newsletter as well as a playbook. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't mean that. <laughs> no. I got you. <laughs> um, look, I think the phase one that you're seeing at right here is exactly, you know, is very much kind of how, how they have done it, which is we're building an audience right now, right? Yeah. We are building brand. We are out there saying, hey, this can be um, – Substantive, it can be entertaining. It can, you know, it can be mm-hmm. some uh, a companion and a brand that you want to hang out in. We're not launching with like four or five people. I no, mean, we're not. How which many people are there? We have north of thirty now. Yeah. So. Um, and so, as a result, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be able to expedite that playbook and move yeah. to both having. Um, you know, the free editorial side, but really begin thinking much earlier about what our audience needs from mm-hmm. a services and tools perspective as okay, well. Okay, so that sounds like, I think what Politico, and a lot of people have wanted to do this, and I, I feel like Politico is one of the few media companies that's been able to do this, which is um, that trick of having like a B2C reach, but having B2B um a lot of a B2B business model. Right. I mean, B2B has a, an, an attractive business model. You can, you know, look, I mean, business class airline tickets uh, yeah. go for a lot more than economy. <laughs> um, and, you know, so you get the you get the reach, yes. but at the same time, you know, uh, Politico Pro can sell these incredibly high-priced um, subscriptions right. to companies. Yes. Is that broadly? We will have the same. We will have the same kind of structure, which is, and I don't actually see it. Again, not to get technical, as a B two C. I mean, it's all B two B, right? So your business audience is also your subscription audience is also your, in many cases, sources. Okay. Um, so wait, you see this more as like all B two B, or no? I mean, because I mean, political. The, look, politics. The broad audience everyone is going to be consumer. Not everyone. A lot of people are interested in what is going on in right. our political world. And they, and you know, just they're not in the business of politics, but they're in the business I'm of being citizens. Um, do you see that similar dynamic happening with protocol? Of course, because technology is not just for the people in it, right? It has transformed not just businesses, it's transformed our communities, it's transformed our societies and, and our personal lives. Who you love, how you meet people, what's happening, um, you know, everything has been transformed by that. So certainly the B2C perspective is on the broad audience yeah. piece. Um, 
my point is you don't have to capture that entire B2C market to move to B2B mm-hmm. content services. So I know it's early, but what kind of B2B services do you think that there is a gap for? Um, it's a great question. We're exploring a variety of different ones. And, and I think that, um, you know, I think you'll see us, look, some will be, have been done before and they'll want to, a new way to do it. And others will be ones that hopefully we experiment with. I think that that's actually, you know, look, we just launched yesterday. Okay. We had a spectacular, uh, it's been a couple know, days now. Come on. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but what I would say is that, um, in the conversations that we're having, both in the enterprise and consumer tech areas, as well as the verticals um, in major industries, is um, there's a real desire to actually understand tech issues in a much more substantive way. Yeah. I mean, so are your readers also your customers? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, one weird part of media, don't you think, that the fact that like the customers and audience are, are typically totally different people? Um. Well, because it makes it hard. Like if you're making yeah. a technology product that you actually sell or like a, you know, like a, a Salesforce or something, right. you make some some service and then you sell it to people and there's recurring revenue. It's great and yeah. stuff like this. The well, typical but- media model is like you're making this product, you're hoping to attract people, and right. then you've got a different set of people who are your customers. I actually, you're right, I, uh, but I can actually point to th- third-party payer models in mm-hmm. software um, as well. That's kind of a B2B2C audience, okay. right? So uh, any type of marketplace where you're actually having to broker between kind of consumer and business. So having, you know, just spun one out for, for TPG and having run one before, like it's complex, right? You all are in, I'm now in yeah. a spectacular industry that is complex and trying to figure out how to kind of keep all those balls in the air um, is certainly, you know, challenging. Sure. Um, I actually believe that in a, in a space where you're focused on a, on a business reader from a B2B perspective, from additional services perspective, it's actually not that different from a lot of tech businesses. Okay. So how long will it take to get profitable? I mean, in magazines, when I think that when they launched, it would be like, it would take five years. I don't know. We should ask Dara that at Uber, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't know Robert Albritton, and I don't know if he has the... Uh, and look, I mean, Politico, uh, there's, you know, um, obviously went long with Politico. Um, and I'm just wondering, like, you know, it seems pretty ambitious for a new for a new launch without, you know, venture capital. I mean, we've seen, you know, VC... The VC era seems to be sort of ending with most media. Um, but I'm wondering just, like, how long it takes, because, I mean, media yeah. is not like a flip the switch. It takes a long time to build an audience. It does. It does. Which is why I think the ability, look, Politico has done that very, very successfully. I think there are, you know, again, not having come from it, but but looking at a lot and frankly, having seen a lot of VC and PE backed media ventures, um, you know, Politico has built a a wildly sustainable business um, based off of this idea that you have to have differentiated business models. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what Robert um, and what the protocol team is focused on. Right? How do you mean differentiated? I mean, because it seems like there's bits and pieces that everyone puts together in their own portfolio. Sure, 
Sure. Well, some, you know, I think you can look at them as new services or been done before or packaged differently. Yeah. Um, that's one, you know, that's in my mind kind of the half glass empty. I kind of look at okay. it and say, how do you actually restructure these um, in a way that offers value to your buyer? Okay. And um, value is not just um, value is speed. Value is intellectual property. Value is, you know, services and tools. And so mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of way to provide value to a customer um, that can be coupled with journalistic, fabulous, yeah. unbiased journalistic content. Um, it launched without a, a sort of paywall or a paid. I mm-hmm. mean, and obviously you need to build a, although these days, you know, you see people launching, you know, with a paywall. Um, yeah. It obviously constricts your your growth. I right. mean, it's really hard for people to sample what you're about. You're just like, just pay us. Yeah. Um, and you can see. Um, explain that decision. I mean, I, again, Politico, um, you know, uses an ad model for right. the majority of its daily content, um, but then, you know, has, yeah. has some high-priced subscriptions for specialty right. content. So I think that, I mean, certainly you'll see it on there today, right? We are coming to market with some very high level brands on that are strategic sponsors and strategic uh, advertisers. What you will not see on protocol is programmatic ads. Um, well, you don't have the scale that it makes sense. Yet. We don't have the scale, and frankly, it's day we don't. Two, want... I'm not even. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we don't. You know, that's... in a year though, you'll have programmatic ads. You think so? All I right, I can't Will wait you? to come back and talk. Or about is this it. like a forever thing? It is not the the direction that we are intended. Okay, explain go. that you're from the tech industry. I mean, this is all tech. No, but I mean, I'm from a computers. SaaS, I'm from computers a SaaS trading ads, finding the right audience. Like, I'll tell you a story about how I came into tech because I think it's actually telling about the the where tech has gone. Right. So, I most recently have been at software as a service. Right. Like, I've been very, very focused on how you actually create a long tail around mm-hmm. you know software as a service. But if you back up Welby before I was coloring my hair um, and dates myself is that, you know, I started internationally looking at massive, massive social problems that were never going to get solved without technology. So I was in South Africa, in Soweto, in the last years of Mandela, um, trying to figure out really complex workforce development issues. And after being this there... This sounds very different than like, you know, finding an in-market car buyer... It is. W- ...with a cookie. <laughs> but... The challenge that, so 20 years ago, what tech was able to do is actually figure out how to get scale. And so everybody rushed to building tech to solve problems. And now I don't think we should be surprised that when you rush towards scale, that there is um, unintended consequences. Yeah. And so the pendulum has, has shifted in some ways about where it is. That's actually not that different of what we're trying to do, which is how do you actually get scale from an audience perspective, but then how do you hone in on a set of problems mm-hmm. that your customers actually want you to solve potentially in a different way than editorial content? So what kind of scale would, would protocol need? Uh, overall or in order to move to B2B? You know, to be a thriving, yeah. sustainable, profitable business. I mean, right. scale is different for every single person. I think a it lot is. of people these days say um, scale for scale sake stinks. But, 
you, you need an audience. I mean, every, yeah, absolutely it's just like they just define scale differently. Right. It's like if scale is 500 million people, okay, fine. You don't need 500 million people, but is, is scale 50 million people? I mean, well, you know, scale this. for like a Digiday model, you know, can be like a million people. It's, it's, it's just totally different. It is. And I think that, you know, very similar to, I think where you are is we don't need, we need the right people. Okay. <laughs> we don't need, um, you know, we need the right audience. We need the fact that, you know, that, that Mark was retweeting a story, yeah. that Eric Schmidt opened and looked, that, you know, w- we need the, the that Reed Hoffman today, you know, was, was interviewed on our site about a new venture model that he's pursuing, right? And you need to be a habit, I would assume. And absolutely, right? And that's true of really good technology companies, too, which is, you know, which is... Again, maybe I'll maybe I'm coming in totally naive. That would not be a surprise. But audience behavior is not that different from kind of user behavior, right? And so exactly what you're saying, which mm-hmm. is how are you trying to actually create a behavior where those folks um, and that really important audience is constantly looking f- to you. Uh, they may not always like it, but they are constantly looking to you to help point in the right direction. Okay, so final thing is year one, like what are the KPIs for you? when you come back here yeah, um, that we can go over? Uh, well, the biggest piece right now is that we continue, that we build the trust of that audience that we're going after, that we come back and say, hey, you know, we have built a brand in a year that, um, that the influencer decision maker audience trusts mm-hmm. to be unbiased, to focus in on the issues that... Um, that they frankly can't get in dailies um, at a level of depth um, and that they're looking to our team to help them look around corners. Okay. Um, and so that will mean audience. That will mean have we stayed true to kind of keeping that, um, that audience first. Um, and, you know, my hope is that we delight and surprise you as well. That, you know, I was, I was on the train. I don't know if you saw David Pierce's source code this morning. Um, but, my belief already is that it's highly substantive, but I was totally chuckling mm-hmm. reading half of it. It's a little snarky and edgy, and frankly, that's what that's what I want to be. Okay. Tammy, thank you so much. Delightful. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. We will be back next week with a new episode.